first of all, get in Zimmer and I get in Kurdish um, to everyone. Good to see you. Good to see you. coming to learn. Um, on the heels of last week's Parsha, Parsha Shmini, which discussed the differences between kosher animals and non kosher animals, and looking forward uh, to this coming week's Parsha of Tazriya Mitzvah, which is related as well as we'll see, I wanted to discuss uh, the topic of uh, kosher supervision and the requirement to have a mashgiach. Uh, to verify the kosher status of, uh, of different food items. The Torah tells in the Parsha Shoiftim, in connection with capital punishment in Dine Mamanis, that Al Pishnaim Edim, Oishlesha Edim, Yakum Davar, or Yumas Hames, that uh, matters of uh, capital punishment to Dine Mamanis, um, the same is true with regards to marriage and divorce, Davashabierva, typically require um, two Edim. However, uh, the Gemara tells us in Masech this Gittin that Eid Echad, and elsewhere, Eid Echad Nehmon Bisurid. And when it comes to establishing uh, matters of Isavah Heter, whether something is permitted or prohibited, um, so with regards to Machalas Asurois, so the, it's sufficient if one has a testimony of, uh, of one witness. What is that uh, based on? So Rashi explains there that it's a, it's a Svara, that it's a compelling uh, reasoning, uh, and that is because otherwise, how would one know? that meat was shechted properly, or that, uh, that someone separated Shumas and Maishas, unless you could believe the person themselves, that they did so. If you'd always require outside verification and testimony of two witnesses that that was the case, it would be, uh, life would be uh, very different than the way that, uh, that we know it. Rashi in Mesech uh, Yavamis adds on a svara that otherwise no one could eat in anybody else's home if it wouldn't be that Eid Echon Neman Bisurin. So Rashi seems to uh, be of the opinion that it's, it's, a, it's compelling, perhaps it's implied by the mitzvah of Shechita and separating Chumas and Maestras, that people will be, be believed uh, to say themselves, with an Eid Echad, even though they're talking about themselves, obviously uh, invested in this, uh, this matter, even though they're related to themselves and they're involved, and um, they're only one witness, nonetheless, uh, they would be believed in Eid Echad and Neman Bisurin. Taisus, though, Mesech Lesgitin disagrees, and he um, uh, cites a pasuk in uh, this coming week's parsha, in Parshas Mitzayra, uh, having to do with Sfira uh, Shiva Nekiyim, that is Zava, and the contemporary Nida, um, in order to become Tahar, after they stop bleeding, has to count uh, seven clean days. And the uh, Torah says, V'safra la, she should count for herself. And the Gemara Darshans in Mesech Lesgitin, V'safra la, la'atzma that she can uh, count uh, to herself. She doesn't need uh, outside verification or two witnesses to testify to the fact that she stopped bleeding and that she counted Shemunikiyim. She's believed uh, by herself. And Taisus claims that that's, uh, she's believed about, uh, you know, to say that she stopped bleeding and that she went to the mikvah, then uh, we should, uh, we can derive from here uh, a rule that whenever it comes to matters of Isavaheter, whether something is permitted or prohibited, uh, that it should be sufficient with an Eid Echad, uh, an Eid Echad would be Neamon Bisurin. The Rashi presumably rejected this source for the reason that's uh, brought over here by the Ramban. And that is because over there is different. Because how, uh, how else are we going to, uh, you know, negotiate the situation? A woman has to count Shivanikim. It's uh, unreasonable to expect her to have two witnesses there to testify to the fact that uh, she counted, she stopped bleeding, and she counted Shivanikim. Obviously, that would be uh, improper. So since there's no other way of doing it, so of course she's believed. That's what the Ramban says. It's impossible to expect her to have witnesses there. That cannot be the source, because there it's, uh, it's impossible to do it any other way. 
And when it's impossible to do it any other way, or there'd be no one there uh, else other than, uh, you know, the woman discussing herself, so of course the Torah had to believe her. And this is actually a rule that applies throughout Halachos uh, Eidos. When there's no other way of doing something, even in areas where we typically require two witnesses, uh, and we wouldn't say if there's no other way of doing it, then even those who would generally be unacceptable <laughs> might become acceptable. For example, the Pesach says in Parshas Kiseitze, Ki has ben ha-bachar, ves ha-bachar, ben ha-snua, yakir. That the father has the ability to um, identify which one of his children is the bachar. Now that relates to monetary matters. Typically when it comes to issues of, uh, you know, deciding, uh, adjudicating monetary matters or establishing the facts, you require two witnesses. Nonetheless, the Gemara says in Masech Kiddush, and based on that Pesach, yes, bachar ben ha-snua, yakir, 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 the father can identify which one of his children is the Bukhar, and he's believed, even though that's unusual. And the Gemara says not only is he believed, the mother is believed, who's typically Pasaliedus, and the Chaya, the midwife, uh, is believed, even though she's typically Pasaliedus. So the Rush in his uh, Chuvis over here, Oisbez, explains the reason for that unique halacha. Who else is going to give? T- you can't expect there to be two witnesses in the living room every time a baby is but is born to later on testify and identify which one, or if there's twins, which one came out first? Who's the bechor? It's unreasonable. Those are the only people who are present, so therefore they are the ones uh, who are believed. And that's what the Ramban says. That's why the sufferer, a woman is believed to say she counted Shivanikiyam, she stopped bleeding, she went to the mikvah. She goes, Who else is going to be believed? The Ramah actually has a fascinating Takanas uh, Kadmainim. He says, Whenever, of course, there's a matter of monetary dispute, we require two witnesses. Um, but let's say something happens, a fight breaks out. I thought this was fascinating in the Ezra's Nashim. You know, there's a fight. I guess they're bidding on Elias. I don't know what they're fighting about. But there's no men present. So who's going to testify as to what happened? So says the Ramah, even though normally we require two witnesses over here at the end of the first line of Ayesh Aymim, Takanas Kadmainimu. If there aren't uh, men there, or men don't pay attention to it, it's about like whose dress is it, or whose belt is it, or whatever. It's only women who care about this and not the men, so so then the women uh, are believed. Now that's a Takanas Kadmainim, it's not the Dindai Raisa, but uh, it's, the same, uh, it's the same principle. Some Paiskim, the Shomeshiv, or Yosef Engel, wanted to uh, apply this as well to a uh, Aguna situation of a husband who gets lost at war. And there are no Jews present to testify to the fact that he was killed at war, even though one witness is believed. You have to have a Jew. So, but there are no Jews present. You're in the middle of a, a battlefield where there were all Goyim. So maybe, uh, since it's, uh, you know, there were no Jews present who could have possibly testified to this, the only available witnesses are Goyim. Perhaps in that situation, we could even rely on a guy to testify that, uh, that the husband was killed. Many other Akhrenim uh, reject that application. But that's the, uh, that's the concept over here that the Ramban is arguing is that this can't be a source for the concept of Eidach HaNem and Bisurin because over here there is no other way uh, for the woman uh, to, um, to, you know, to, to verify that she uh, counted Shiva Nekiyam other than the fact that she's going to testify that that was the case. We can't expect there to be two witnesses or, or, or others present. Did Rabban's kash go on Rashi also only when it's not possible? Rashi's first, we only when it's not practical then, according to Rabban. If it's practically unique. No, this is a svara. The svara. Rashi is saying a svara. How can I eat in your house if you have to have two witnesses every to everything? He's, not, he's just saying it's a... And when the Torah says to Shech, the Torah says to separate Shumas and Maishas, you have to have two witnesses there when you're doing it? Rashi says you're adding a lot. So it's implied, perhaps, by all of these mitzvahs that it's not necessary. 
Tosis bring a source from Vesafrala. So Rashi said, the Rashi might argue like the Ramban, that there, there's no other way. So the Torah believes it. Meaning, but if we're going to deal with sources, that's not a source. Because there, there's no other way. Rashi claims it's a, it's a svar. Perhaps uh, one uh, important difference between Rashi and Tosis as to what is the source of the concept of Eid Echad Nem and Bisurin, is it a svara? Of, uh, otherwise, how else could I eat in anybody else's home? Or is it um, based on the Pasuk of Vesafra La, La Liatzma, that a woman is believed to say that she counted uh, Shiv Nikiyim, is with regards to who's included in Eid Echad Nehman Bisur. And according to Taisus, clearly, uh, not only is a person allowed to, to testify about themselves, even though they're Karoi, so Psule Yedus are, are, are included, but women are, are included as well. The whole source is from uh, a woman counting uh, Shiv Nikiyim. However, Rashi, who doesn't cite that as the source, and the other Rishonim, might disagree that even though and a person is believed to testify about himself that his food is kosher, uh, that might not extend uh, to women. Kitchens are women's because, domain. Because, huh? The kitchens are women's domain. Already, uh, we have over here, he's a master chef, so I can't... Uh, Anyway, that might be implied by the Gemara Mesechlis Psachim. The Gemara tells us over here, Mesechlis Psachim, on the Avdawid, that a woman is believed to say that she did Bedikas Chametz. So the Gemara asks, right over here in the middle of the line, my time of Mahemni, why are they believed? <coughs> so the Gemara concludes that it's because, at the end of the second line, the Midoirai Sabbito Ba'al Masagi, since Bedikas Chametz is only Midoirabonon, Midoirai, so it's enough that you're Mavatul Yochametz, you negate it, and the only requirement to actually remove it from the home. To do bedikas chametz is only the rabbanon, unless you, you mean it, or you might come to eat it, eat the chametz. So they required you to bedikas chametz to remove it from the home. That whole requirement is only the rabbanon, and therefore women are believed hemnu rabbanon be the rabbanon. So, but what is the gemara's kasha? My time of mehemni. Why are they believed? So Rashi there explains because halav b'nei ashudi ninu. Women are not valid witnesses. They're not, they're not able to give testimony. So she can't testify to the fact that she uh, checked the house uh, for bedikas chametz. But Tysus asks, when we believe in all, all, all matters of Eidach uh, and Bisurin, that whenever it comes to establishing whether something is permitted or prohibited, women are believed. She testifies all the time that the food is kosher. So Tysus says, uh, this is Tysus Lushitasa, women, of course, are included Eidach and Bisurin. So Tysus says, no, but Dikas Chametz is different. Look over here in the brackets, I don't know, six lines down. Tysus says, Mishum Deika Tircha Yeserosa. By Bedikas Chametz, it's very uh, an involved procedure. Vitzarch Dikdu Gadol, you have to be uh, very careful. Okay, so they're afraid that the woman won't be uh, as careful as she has to be in doing the Bedikas Chametz. So that's why the Gemara question: Why is a woman believed when it comes to Bedikas Chametz? But Bedikas Chametz is, uh, is an unusual situation. With regards to all other matters of Yisra whether something is permitted or prohibited, of course, one will be believed the whole source of Atoises. It's from Vesafra, La La Le'atzma, that a woman is believed to say that she counted Shivan Akim and went to, went to the mikvah. So, of course, women be believed. Bedikas Chametz, which the Gemara says is only because Hamnu Rabbanan, but the Rabbanan, since we're only dealing with a matter which is the Rabbanan, they believe the woman. That's the, a unique case. However, this issue, whether or not women are included in Einech and Nehmi Bisurin, is a two opinions in the Shita Mikubetzes. Over here on Dafayim Beis Medalov, commenting on that Gemara v'Safra Lola Atzma, where the Shittim Gubetzis writes, "Yesh Medaktikin She'ein Ha'ish and Amenes Bisurin Shel Torah Obenidusa." This is Rashi's opinion, the Ramban, that women are only believed with regards to v'Safra Lola Atzma that she counted Shivinikiyim. The Siv v'Safra Lola may Hasam Lo Yalfinon. We can't derive from there a general principle that women are believed by um, matters of what's permitted and prohibited. Eidach and Amenes Bisurin. The shiny husband, Dosagim Lavalke. There's no other way. 
He's not going to know when is her regular time of seeing. She finished counting Shiv Only based on what she tells him. If we're not going to believe her, so then we're never going to be able to have, uh, you know, conduct normal life if we're going to require outside verification for these matters. That's what the Gemara says. Women are not believed when it comes, uh, they're only believed by the Safra But other matters of Isurin, women are not believed. And the only reason she's believed to say that she did B'dikas Chametz is because Hamnu Rabbanu B'd Rabbanan. Then the Shittim Kubetzis on the fourth line cites a dissenting opinion, Ve'ein Perish Zenochen. No, there are those who disagree. Shekom, this is Tysus' opinion. Shekom, Makam, Shemina, Tara, Eidecha, Bisurin, Ha'ish, Ki'isha, Ha'isha, Ki'ish, Bechol, Shekem, Benyani, Abayis, Mutan, Olav. Certainly with regards to matters of what's kosher and what's treif, what's, uh, you know, what is permitted, what is prohibited, women are accepted. The whole, and they derive from Vesafra, Lala, Asma, that women are believed uh, with regards to Eidecha, and Bisurin. So, Vesafra, Lachala, they are not believed according to the Shita? According to Tysus, they yeah. would be. They according would to not. Rashi, they would not be. No, Rashi would be. No, Rashi, they're only believed by B'dikas Chametz because Hamnu will be Rabbanan and Rabbanan and V'safra Lola Atzma because there's no other way of doing it. But, but otherwise, women are not included in Eidach and Bisur. So now the question is, how does anybody eat, according to Rashi and the Ravid, uh, according to Rashi and the Ramban, that V'safra Lola Atzma is, uh, cannot include women in uh, Eidach and Bisurin? And Eidach and Bisurin is a svara because how else can you eat in anybody else's home? How else can you eat in your own home if you're not able to rely on your wife that the food is uh, kosher, that is permitted or prohibited? Yeah, so according to Rashi, that the whole source of Eidach, that women are not included in Eidach and Naomi Surin, except only Shivanikiyim, Bidikas Chametz, which is the Rabbanan, how can you go home and eat supper and believe your wife, if she cooks supper, that uh, the food is kosher or Why are you assuming every time you eat in your house, she's being made on the conscious of your house? How do you know that your food is not basa b'chalav? For a whole life, people, people then you just... Yeah! Okay, so how do you eat at home? Oh, so that's the rivet already addresses this. The rivet over here, at the end of Oiz Dalit, and his comments on the riff, and the end of Masef, at the beginning of Masef Tepsachim. So he says, the time of the milsa, he agrees with Rashi, Women are generally not included in Eidach and Nehem B'Surin. It's only B'Adikas Chamesh to the Rabbanon. But yes, what about eating in your own home? Because she's a religious Jew. And the Gemara has a concept in Masech Tzachim, Daf Tesmet Aleph, that Chazaka al-Chaver she'enu Maitzim miyada davish she'enu Masukan. There's an assumption that religious Jews don't keep non-kosher food in the home. By the way, you shouldn't ever keep non-kosher food in the home. The general assumption is kids might eat it. Chazaka al-Chaver she'enu Maitzim miyada davish she'enu Masukan. We don't keep non-kosher food in the home, and certainly we're not serve non-kosher food uh, to others in our home. That's the assumption that we have the right to make by religious Jews. So says the Ravid, that's the reason a person can eat supper at home, because he can assume that his wife is going to feed him kosher food, because she's a religious Jew. And Chazak al-Chavar, she'enu meotim yadu davar made him a sukkah. Can she be made on someone else's kitchen? Oh, so says the Ravid, then why did the Gemara say by Bedikas Chametz? She's only believed because Bedikas Chametz is the Rabbanan and they believed her by the Rabbanan. She's a religious Jew. She's not going to be in a house where there was no, where there was Chametz in it on Pesach. So the Ravid says, we're talking about, she was testifying about someone else's home. In her own home. They're not going to keep tray for food around. They're certainly serve it to others. But what about being made on someone else's home? Is she believed to do that? No. That's what the Ravid says. That's she's not included in. She was only able to do it because Bedikas Chametz is the Rabbanan Hamnu Rabbanan with the Rabbanan. Why would she have to say it to somebody else's home? The other person's home is. is, is. She, she, she her, the other person's home. The other person didn't check it. 
Oh, no, they didn't check it. And she's coming to say, I checked it, but it's not your home. So then, uh, that's only Hemnu Rabbanam the Rabbanan. If it would be her own home, she's a religious Jew. She's not going to have non kosher food in her home or certainly serve it to others. But well, according to Rashi, woman, so women are not included in Eidachanem and Bisur. No reason you could eat at home. Chazaka, She's a religious Jew. She's not going to serve it to others. But why? A, a person is believed, a man is believed about himself. That's, he's possibly this about himself. A brother is believed to testify to another brother that food is kosher or treif. So psule edus are believed when it comes to eid echad nema bisurin. Why should a woman who's also possibly edus be any different than a person testifying about himself, where he's, he's certainly invested in the matter, or certainly a kravim testifying about uh, about others? And in fact, the Shulchan the Ramah over here, Oizvav writes, Kol psule edus k'sherim when in isurim. People who are normally possibly edus, a karov yourself, believed. When it comes to Yisurim, so why should a woman, according to Rashi and the Rabbit, be, uh, be any different? So I believe that it's because a woman is not possibly Eidos. A woman is simply not a candidate for Eidos. It's not that she normally can be an aide, but she did something to disqualify her, or in this situation she's disqualified. She's never a candidate for Eidos. She's not a tar- in the parish of Eidos. This is perhaps the opinion of Tysus. Tysus over here, Mesechlis Bavakama, discusses whether or not a woman can be a Dayan, not in the contemporary sense, theoretical sense. Can a woman, uh, she possibly Dayanus? So Tysus cites the rule of Mesechlis Nida, the Mishnah, and Mantes and if you're uh, able to give testimony, you're able to be a dying. If you're puzzled for testimony, then you're puzzled to be a dying. So Taisa says, woman is puzzled as an aide. She's puzzled to be a dying. Then Taisa says in the second line, no, another opinion, that a woman is kosher the dionis. Ah, but she's puzzled the aide. Taisa says the whole rule of the mission, Mesechtas Nida, only applies to men who are puzzled, not to women. Any man who's kosher for Eidos is kosher for Dionis. If he's possibly Eidos, he's possibly Dionis. It's the same standard for Eidos and Dionis. But that wouldn't apply to a woman. Why would it not apply to a woman? So many explain in, in Taisvis that the reason is because a woman is not possibly Eidos. The same standard of Sul for Eidos applies to Dionis. But a woman is not puzzled. She's simply not a candidate for Eidos. And she's not a candidate for Eidos that would not necessarily speak to her status as a Dayan. So even though she's possibly Eidos, she might be a Kasha or a Dionis. Or similarly, the Nesivis over here, Oishes, cites from the Tumim that even though we generally have a rule that Nimsa Echamehem Karavo Puzzle, if you have a group of Eidim and one of them is possibly Eidos, the entire group becomes Puzzle by association. That's why at a wedding, we set aside two uh, people who will be witnesses to the Kiddushan, even though we're all witnesses to the Kiddushan. We set aside a separate group, that they are the official Adim for the Kiddushan. Why do we do so? To separate them from the larger group, because if there's someone in the larger group who is a Pasolietis for whatever reason, that might invalidate the entire group, and uh, there'll be no witnesses to the Kiddushan who could testify. So therefore, we separate two as a separate group, distinct from the rest of the group. One of the people in the group is Pasol. The entire uh, group is um, Pasol by association. So Nesivis quotes from the Tumen, from Abiyakov Emdin, that that doesn't apply to women. If you have a woman in the group, she would not invalidate the rest of the group. Why is she any different than any other apostle or karov? See, the answer is because apostle or karov is apostle He's a kasher, he's a candidate for edus, but he's apostle. So then he invalidates the entire group. However, a woman is simply not a candidate for edus at all, under any circumstances. So since she's not, a, it's not in the Torah's edus at all, so since she's not an aid, she doesn't uh, negate the entire group. So so too, similarly over here, it seems that Rashi and the rival were of the opinion 
that Eid Echa Nemun Bisurin is a form of testimony. That one, even though in other areas of Allah it's enough, you require, sorry, the standard is two witnesses. When it comes to uh, matters of Isra uh, what's permitted, what's prohibited to eat, it's enough with one witness. And even those who are psule edus, karoiv, yourself, other uh, people perhaps who are psule edus, would be kosher when it comes to eid echad nemun bisurin. It's different than typical edus, but it is testimony. And therefore a woman uh, would be excluded. And the only, because she's not an aide at all, she's not possibly aide, she's never a candidate for aide, so she should be excluded here too from aide, achon, nem, and bisurin. The only reason a person could trust, let's say, his wife, that the food in the house is kosher, she shopped at a kosher store, is because kazaka, al-chavir, she'enu mo'tzimi, yadda davish, she'enu masukan, religious Jews um, keep only kosher food in the home, and certainly would not serve non-kosher food to others. But in Nida, she is an aide. In because there's no other way. I understand, but she, but she yes. is an aide. Taisvis, correct. Taisvis seems to be of the opinion uh, from the fact that he derives from the case of the uh, Safar Lala Atma, the rule that uh, of Eid Achonem and Bisurin, that women are included in uh, this rule as well, this principle as well. And we're not dealing with any uh, testimony at all. We're not dealing with testimony. We're dealing with the fact that religious Jews are believed to say whether something is, uh, is permitted or prohibited. Even though in other areas of, uh, of halakha you require testimony, when it comes to Yisurim, we don't require testimony at all. So even though a woman is puzzled in aid, this has nothing to do with Eidos. Yisurim doesn't require Eidos. It's the Nehmonos that women, uh, that religious Jews are believed to say whether or not something is permitted uh, or prohibited, and therefore a woman would be included. I, I think Tosis has no, this has nothing to do with testimony. Rashi and the Rabbi believe it's testimony, so women are not kosher as an aid in any uh, you know point in time. So therefore, they're excluded. But it's a different type of testimony. A karov is believed. One witness is believed, but it's testimony nonetheless. Chazak al Khaver, yeah. Why is that? What, is that limited to kashrus? That's that you're saying that's limited to all these. That, that's not limited to kashrus. A religious Jew doesn't do an Easter. He doesn't want somebody else to do an Easter. So why are you drawing the line around kashrus? You should be able to. No, Chazak al Khaver, Shainu Motzmi, other David Shainu Masuk, and I don't have anything in my house that's prohibited. Not that a person, it's not a chazaka, everybody who's married got married in the proper way. That's, there's no such chazaka. There's a chazaka that you don't have prohibited food in your house. So we could assume chumas and If I walk into your house and there's uh, apples in the refrigerator, I could assume that their chumas and were taken off if it was required and things like that. That's, that's the assumption. So people who just choose. Huh? Yes, Nehmanus is just really, it's, it's a separate rule. It's not that testimony. So, so let's say, so how do we pass in? Is a woman included in Eidach and Nehmanus or not? According to Rashi, the Sephirullah is a lima that you don't need Eidus to. It's like a, same but for Sephirullah, it's a whole separate issue because there's no other way of doing it. I understand, but Ruby said it's Eidus. Maybe it's not Eidus. It becomes like a Chazakah. Maybe. Maybe. I think it's more of Xerzakah, exactly. So the Ramah writes over here, look at the end of Oisvav, a woman is, is believed to say that she fixed something, meaning she took mm. off Chumas and Misers. Now, does that mean that a woman is included in Enoch and Nehemiah like Taisis? Or does this mean that she's really not included? She's not going to have prohibited food in the house or certainly serve it to others. The Ramah implies that it's more than just she's not uh, going to have this item in her house. Or otherwise he would have uh, just said, you know, the typical language that she's believed. Somebody says, he says she's believed to say Takantiv. Nonetheless, Ramosha has a famous tshuva to, um, to uh, uh, an almana 
who lost her husband, whose business was uh, in giving hashgachas, and she wanted to, in order to have a panas, and need to be able to continue his business. Ramesha uh, allowed her, even though there were issues of uh, communal appointments for women, which is what he really focuses on in the tshuva, and that's what he received a lot of um, you know, a lot of controversy surrounding the tshuva because she was a woman. He was allowing her to occupy a position of authority within the community. Um, but uh, with, regard, with that issue aside, Ramesha discusses: Is a woman believed uh, to give a hashgacha to testify to verify the the kosher status of the food? Is she believed in Eidachanem Bisurin? So Ramesha discusses both opinions back and forth. Some hold yes, some hold it's only if it's her food coming out of her own home. But then Ramesha uh, is Mako in this situation because he says, Ramesha says, when she's a mashgiach in a certain uh, bakery or shop or whatever, butcher, so it becomes like her house. She is uh, responsible for it. She's a chraya. She's giving the hashgacha. And therefore, just like we say in her own home, you're not going to have non-kosher food or serve non-kosher food to others. The same would extend to any store that she's um, uh, you know, uh, licensed or she's uh, engaged to give a hashgacha in that store that she would, be, uh, she would be believed. And others disagree that perhaps it's only in your own home and uh, not in giving a hashgacha for someone else's, for someone else's home. But that's the, 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 the psaq. It's like Ramosha that a woman can be believed, but that might satisfy both opinions. Either because of Eidach and Nebuchadnezzarin, women, according to Titus, women are believed in all matters of Yisav uh, Heter, or perhaps because it's considered to be her own home. Typically in uh, New York, you don't find a woman being a Mashiach. I've never come across it. But out of town, you, you have it in uh, often. College campuses. Um, you have it in a lot of places out of town. How, how, you, have, that, uh, you have it. How does the fact that uh, she's paid makes it like her own home? Because now she's responsible for it. She's responsible for it. So Chazak al cover. Right, exactly. Yes, correct. It was controversial, but but Ramesha is Ramesha. It was controversial, very controversial for the communal uh, appointments for women because of that, of that issue. But it was also controversial on this issue, but with the... Ramesha has a way of uh, there, o- overcoming kind of because, because the social norms have changed also, so maybe because of anything less kind Yeah. Is there a standard for, for <laughs> No, sometimes it's not possible in any other well, way, also. Yeah, is there a standard for Nadechad? Yes, uh, so right. Uh, we have a male yeah, just, You have to be a from Jew, and there's nothing other. There's no, uh, yeah. For a man, I'm talking about. Yeah, it has to be a from Jew. But how, how do you know? How do you know? That's the problem. If you have a from Jewish caterer, why do you need a mashkia? Oh, okay, right now. Oh, excellent. So, but this machlok is whether or not there's, um, there's uh, the Eidach and Bisurin is a kind of Eidos. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a little bit different. It's really testimony, but here it's enough with one witness, and even Karvis believe, but perhaps a woman not, and she's only believed because or whether or not uh, this is a Nehmanus that all religious Jews are believed to say, it's not Edus at all, all religious Jews are believed to say that, uh, that uh, you know, testify to the, or just uh, confirm that, uh, the, you know, whether something is permitted or prohibited um, has a, a, many, perhaps, differences with regards to uh, whether or not this has uh, the same regulations as Edus. For example, Reb Chaim discusses uh, in his Kedusha Manshas, what would you say about um, uh, uh, Eidechad who wants to recant his testimony? Typically, with regards to uh, Eidos, we have a rule, once you give testimony, you can't recant that testimony. Should that apply to Eidechad and Bisurin? So that's a machlaikis in Chayshim Mishra, between the Nesivis and the Machne Chaim. Yes or no? So Reb Chaim claims that depends on this issue. Rashi and Taisvis is Eidechad and Bisurin, a kind of testimony, 
Right, in which case, the rules of testimony should apply, or is it just that all religious Jews are believed to test, uh, believed uh, whether or not something is prohibited or permitted? Or another difference might be video cameras. Can I establish hashgacha uh, based on uh, on video cameras? So there, I could I, I know that it's uh, you know I could ascertain whether something is kosher or treif in theory, um, but it's hard to, uh, you know to call that testimony. There's nobody there testifying to it. So whether or not video cameras are kosher, practically video cameras are never used um, in giving hashgachas alone. They're sometimes added to a mashgiach who's yotzev nichnas because video cameras can't, don't really tell the whole story. Not only can they be manipulated, as we know, but, um, but you, you can't tell when a package comes in what's in the packet. I mean, there's so many possibilities of getting around the video camera. The video cameras are never enough for hashgacha. But in theory, whether or not uh, other forms of verification would be good enough for, uh, for hashgacha, would be, uh, might depend on this issue. Do you need testimony to, you know, a formal testimony, edus, or is uh, perhaps other forms of uh, verification um, good enough? But um, either way, whether it's edus or whether it's uh, just that religious Jews are believed uh, to, to uh, verify whether something is prohib- per- permitted or prohibited, um, the tour already writes uh, over here, Aisyud that there used to be, an, uh, of course, individual uh, sheikhtim who would show their knife to a chacham, and then they would be believed that their meat was kosher. But the rush writes, again, the rush is 13th century, uh, Germany in letter Spain, We don't believe the butchers. We have a mashgiach that's there with the sheikhe testifying to the fact that the shechita was performed properly. See, even though the sheikhe might be a religious Jew, whether it's testimony, whether it's nemonus, there's a rule, as long as he's a religious Jew, he's believed to testify or to, to verify that this food is permitted or prohibited. Already in the times of uh, the 13th century, the minig was Yisrael, to require a separate mashgiach uh, for someone who's providing food, not for himself, but for the community. And similarly, the Chayyadam, this is again, uh, is 400 years later, but the Chayyadam writes, Afagav, the Bistam Adam She'enu Yaduam, Muchashir Olo, even though we have, you know, we encounter someone who claims to be a from Jew, but we don't know. We assume that he's a Kasher Jew. This might not apply anymore in our times, but okay, because there might be people who might testify, you know, present themselves as religious Jews, but might not know anything about Kashrus. But this guy presents himself as a religious Jew, and presumably, uh, or professes to know something about kashrus, he can eat in his house. Nonetheless, to buy stuff from him, when he's providing food for others, so when he's being paid for it, and there's motivation to lie. Again, this is not Me'ikar Adin. Me'ikar Adin, Eidech Surin. But this sounds like this was a Takanas Hakaho, already from the times of the Rush, and certainly extending to the times of Chay Adam, the Aser called Davar Shiesh Lachush Bagu Davar Isar Field Rabbanon. To require uh, some sort of separate verification of Mashkiach to testify to the fact that the food was kosher um, uh, and uh, not pro- prohibited. Says the Rosh that this is true. Ela imke, I'm the Chay Adam, I'm sorry, over here on the third line. Ela imke makirno so shehu muchsak bekashrus. Unless we know him intimately. I can verify that this guy is, uh, knows what he's talking about and he's uh, beyond uh, suspicion 
that even when there's uh, money involved, there's no way he would compromise on his standards of kashrus and cut corners. And how many people can we say that about in our times? But uh, we know them intimately, and there's no way, even under the greatest of pressures, that he would compromise on his religious, uh, religious standards. So if you know that to be the case, says the Chayadim, then you can believe him, even if you're buying the food from him. But otherwise, it's a takanas hakal to require a separate uh, kosher supervision, hashgacha, not to rely on eid echa nem bisu when you're providing food on behalf of the community. And fascinating, uh, they found over here in the Cairo Geniza. This is from the 11th and 12th century, a kosher certification for cheese. Now, it was for Karaites, for Karoim, so they were not uh, even professing to be religious Jews. But you already find this kind of takanas hakal the kosher supervision already is standing back to the 11th and 12th century. And that's the, the general practice in our time, is that not to rely on Eidach and be certain, even when it comes to from Jews, uh, but uh, to require a separate mashgiach kosher supervision, unless uh, one knows the person intimately um, and can uh, tell, you know, as absolute certainty that the person will never compromise on the religious standards, even under the greatest of pressures or financial pressures. So therefore, it's important to keep in mind the person who travels around and he finds himself in a far-flung place, and the only food that's available is, um, is uh, Chabad, and that Chabad is the mashgiach, is the proprietor, is the owner, and the provider, and the distributor. Uh, it's really, that's not keeping with our general standards of requiring a separate mashgiach who's uh, uninvolved in the situation. You might say, well, He's a religious Jew. He's the rabbi. I would eat in his home. The standard is not if I would eat in his home. Because here he's providing food on behalf of the community. And when you're providing food on behalf of the community, the pressures are entirely different than a person who's serving food at his Shabbos lunch. So even though we would eat in his home, and maybe our standard is a person presents himself as a religious Jew and seems to know something about kashas, we eat in their home, generally speaking, more or less, um, when a person is providing food on behalf of the community, we have a higher standard and we require uh, a separate mashkiach who's uninvolved in the business side of what's, uh, of what's, uh, of what's taking place. Or in some communities, I can speak you know, from my own personal experience, there are women who form, you know, they have, bake such good cuckish cakes or whatever, babka, people say start a business, so they start a business, start baking for a few people, and then providing for a bunch of people for Shabbos for a dessert. Such a business requires a hashgacha, even though I, people, I would eat in their home. That's the standard when you're eating in their home. But when they're providing food for the community, uh, we have a higher standard and a hashgacha should be required. Okay.